0: Welcome to Pod Me if you can. I'm David Farrell and I'm Lloyd Hughes. And we're doing something a little bit different today aren't we Lloyd? Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you reveal yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um we've titled this one best sex scenes and uh we're attempting to list memorable sex scenes from uh, films we've seen. Look, this list is uh really subjective and um adult in nature. It's going to be films that like i've got five and lloyd has five and we're going to run through them so in a way it's a kind of top 10 but um i haven't seen some of the films lloyd is talking about he hasn't seen some of the films i'm talking about you might not have seen any of these (laughs) the thing is we just thought we would get down the five memorable sex scenes that i guess in our years of experience watching movies um have stayed with us i suppose they're um look They're from films that you may not want spoiled as well. So what we'll do is we'll run through the films, like I'll say the title of the film, and then we'll start talking about it. So if it is a film that you still want to see or you don't want any elements of it spoiled, uh, try and pause before we continue talking too much. So, um, look, as I said, it's adult in nature, first of all, so if you're a younger listener, this might not be one to continue listening to. (laughs) Uh, Just a heads up, you know. (laughs) Lloyd, we're starting with one of yours. It's killing me softly.
1: Well, I had to have at least one straight to um, video or DVD film sort of in this movie and what i was thinking like i had it shortlisted with wild things with kevin bacon neve campbell and dennis richards now what what often with these movies these straight to video movies they have one sex scene with a really hot star and so they can put in the trailers or on the front covers of the dvds and videos and wild things was a huge thing when we were uh, kids you know that was like the movie to hire to see like a lesbian um seated things like that but the movie i had to choose was killing me softly um don't the watching guys, it's probably a movie we'd have to review on our YouTube uh, Pod me if You Can TV um, channel where we review obscure, unknown movies with stars that you know. Um, but this scene—it's uh, a pretty boring. Uh, this movie is pretty boring. But when this scene came on, the love scene between Joseph Fiennes and Heather Graham, there was so much passion and enthusiasm in it. It just really hit me. You know, I was just like, whoa! Well, that came out of nowhere. The build-up was pretty good, but the the way they the two actors went at it was really Really savage. So, out of all those straight to video movies, this is the one I'd have to say was the most memorable for me.
0: I'm going to stop you there, Lloyd. Yep. Just because I saw this movie at the movies. Oh, really? Killing Me Softly had a theatrical <laughs> release in Australia, and <laughs> no way. though it wasn't very, <laughs> though it wasn't very long, it um, it definitely came out in the at cinemas. I was working at uh, cinema at the time and uh, got free movies, and I was watching everything so um i definitely saw killing me softly at the cinema and you're right a lot of the film is quite you know pointless forgettable whatever but the scene you're talking about um i believe it's the one where uh clothes are pretty much ripped off of everybody (laughs) and they fall nakedly to the floor that's right yep yep so look this you're right there's a frenzy and a franticness (laughs) to this scene and uh, I completely can see why it's on this list.
1: Yeah, definitely. Didn't it just come, like, out of nowhere? just like, jeez, wow, wow, they're really going at it. They must have held out for the whole movie for this scene. <laughs> they must yeah, have, that's the only d- reason they signed
0: on. <laughs> it's weird. There was, like, a phase where Heather Graham was, like, a really big deal. And yeah. And she would, like, do a lot of nudity and stuff as well. I'm surprised she didn't get naked in anger management with Adam Sandler. Maybe there was a version where she did
1: yeah maybe she's just over it after a while
0: <laughs> maybe i mean it it's interesting to be known as the girl who takes your clothes off i don't know
1: it, it, well it's so weird how it got a cinema release it just felt like one of those uh, a really really well done made for tv
0: movie no i, I mean definitely saw it at the movies wow. i mean yeah <laughs> i guess yeah look i can't explain it's it's release pattern but um yeah joseph Fiennes as well i think he was because of Shakespeare in Love, um, you know, like made him a really big deal as well. He was able to sort of get these big leading man roles for a while. Yeah, that's right. The first one I'm putting to you is called, uh, Sex and Lucia, uh, which is a foreign film. A couple of my, I was shortlisting films for this, trying to, you know, come up with a top five or a five for the podcast. And, um, several of them were, you know, European films. And I sort of thought, I wonder if it's because they are kind of more freer sexually, apparently, or whether it's, um, you know, less of a taboo, um, you know, to be nude or to be, you know, creative and whatever on scenes. Um, Paz Vega is the girl and Tristan Ulloa, Uloa, not sure how that's pronounced, Mm -hmm. is the guy. And um, it's the scenes that they have together. It's a new relationship. They've sort of just started dating each other and they have conventional sex as well but they also like they they play and there's a kind of um, a kind of spontaneousness to what they're doing like there's this sofa sequence where he's lying down with a blindfold on and she's basically dipping various body parts into his mouth and you know it's like an elbow and like a finger and more provocative things but Like, there's scenes where she watches pornography and she mimics everything she sees. You know, there's um, sexy underwear, there's lap dances, there's sex in water, there's... They're covered in mud, otherwise nude. There's, like, a lot of creative stuff going on here. It's like they knew when they put the word sex in the title that they would have to, you know, push the boundaries and sort of come up with some new stuff. Um, Yeah, look, I think... This one's on there for performance as well. Not just nudity, which there's plenty of, but also you you kind of believe them as a couple, I yep. guess. And um, I guess that's what makes it memorable to me. What, what, how old were you when you saw it? I saw it on DVD. Um, so DVDs were plentiful, I guess. Um, yep. This was one of those things where I think I was in college or something. So... You know, 2000s. Yep. (laughs) Not not that long ago. Yeah. Um, Yeah, but just, I guess one of those films where you don't really know where it's going and um, it's sort of intriguing European concept. So, Lloyd, your next film is Crash.
1: Yeah, now, it's more the philosophies and the idea that makes Crash, in my opinion, one of the greatest movies of the 90s. The sex scene involved is between Rosanna Arquette and James Spader. Uh, Rosanna Arquette is like a cripple, uh, caused by what I'm assuming is a car crash, and she has very distinctive scars, almost grotesque, all throughout her legs. And James Spader takes her in the front seat of the car, if I remember correctly, and he looks at the scars and starts, you know, kissing it um passionately and then they make love in the car but it just goes deeper like there's it's great performances by the actors but it's the exploration of sexuality it goes deeper than love and pleasure it's about so many things that i I don't think can be verbalized only explored maybe intellectually but i think more emotionally than anything like it's a very almost disturbing scene but it just um, lays out so many different aspects of of, of sex um, right there on the screen, whether it's grotesque whether it's love, whether it's um, savage, you know, there's so many things going on in that scene, it's um, really unsettling, I think although you don't see much explicit nudity or anything like that, but it's just the idea of it, it's
0: it's really interesting Have you seen the movie? I have not seen that film in years, <laughs> and, I, and I feel like I saw it on TV or something and I, I don't know how cut down that was, because oh, okay, yeah. Like I don't really remember the scene in the car. It, it's funny because the film
1: is like being banned. I can't remember in which country. And it's you watch it and you just there's no explicit violence about it or anything. But it's just the idea of it. These people getting into car crashes and that just excites them sexually. Um, they're, they're just getting off on that. And it's just um, yeah, just about. I, I don't know. Maybe it's about how uh, crazy our our. Uh, appetite for sex has become like there's I don't know there's just a thin line between insane and sanity the, the appetite for sexuality just becomes more more savage and obscure it's really really interesting so I definitely had to put that as in the top five best sex scenes I've ever seen
0: very nice Lloyd I've got nothing to add having <laughs> no real no a real point. memory but the um, the next one I want to talk about is from Atonement now, many many of you will have seen Atonement. It's a very recent film. Um, Keira Knightley and James McAvoy are the two stars involved in this sex scene, and this is one of two sex scenes that I've chosen that don't reach any kind of conclusion. They're both interrupted. And I don't know what that says about me, but <laughs> in this one, um, there's a letter involving a C word that said, and uh, James McAvoy and Kiera Knightley meet up in the library and, uh, Keira Knightley is in this iconic green dress. And I saw this on display as part of the Hollywood costume exhibition in Melbourne. And, um, it's become very famous. This green dress that she wears in this scene. They, um, they press up against these books basically. And many of you will be familiar with this scene. I don't have to tell you the, um, the passion between the two actors, the looks on their face. I mean, you buy it perfectly and he lifts her up and against the books and as he penetrates her she gets lifted out of her shoe so like her foot comes off the ground and it's this kind of really sleek bit of camera work you know um look they pause they say i love you right in the middle of it but then this event it dooms both the characters too it's so memorable have you seen the film lloyd
1: no i haven't seen the film i've been told by many people to go and watch it though
0: yeah it look this one sequence which was shown very slightly in the trailer and stuff like it was teased and um this one sequence has such uh, a ripple effect on everything that happens to these two characters for the rest of their lives in the because it's a a film that spans the entire lives of the characters um and look the way it's shot as well i was very impressed by and just I mean, it sort of really stood out to me over time, um, this sequence in Atonement, really. Yeah. Um, A lot of people go kind of mixed on um, Keira Knightley as well. Some people really don't like her, some. I think she's fantastic. All right. So you've landed on the good side. (laughs) I I see a few films where I'm like, I don't know if she's right for this. You know, like um, King Arthur. I'm not sure she was right at all for that. Um, The film The Jacket, however, I think she did a really good job in um there's like you know love actually she's sort of just one of so many big names in that cast and it's just and she was I so brave
1: like- in that uh cronenberg movie uh, uh for talk- i can't believe i'm forgetting the name of it but um the one with uh hugo we we did it on our podcast and i can't believe i'm forgetting the name
0: <laughs> i as well i'm forgetting the name <laughs> you- you look- how embarrassing <laughs> All I can think of is existence, but she's not in that. No,
1: it's a dangerous method. I was thinking of the talking oh, cure. Right. That's all I, I can think of.
0: Yeah. I was just gonna say, um Keira Knightley's always choosing these um period pieces, you know, where she wears big dresses and she um you know, she plays some queen or there's a duchessy one she's in the cover of and I haven't seen. But, you know, with something like Atonement, um they brought this modern kind of sex scene to it. And I I think you know i think it just kind of stood out from the whole film yeah i think it was a really good sequence
1: is was there a build-up to it or anything like oh, that oh yeah it definitely yeah. is the
0: letter the letter um you know is like foreplay to them yeah. like he basically types up something on a typewriter uh involving the c word and um that you know entices her and basically yeah they get together mm-hmm. um the next one from you lloyd there's Mulholland Drive. <laughs> David Lynch photographs a lot of nudes. His background is
1: a painter, and I think all his films are grand works of art that expresses the imagery of his mind. I think there are great se- um, sex scenes photographed in Lost Highway and Blue Velvet. I, I think they look absolutely Gorgeous imagery and very beautiful how he photographs the the especially the female body, but for me Mulholland Drive the love scene between it's a lesbian love scene between the beautiful Laura Herring Haring, if I'm pronouncing that correctly and Naomi Watts is incredible. I think it's the sensuality between the two. The music, especially, and the lighting make it so spiritual. I think if you play that scene to anyone who easily um, goes, oh, they're just, you know, that director is just exploiting two beautiful girls in a lesbian love scene. But I think after they watch it, um, they'll say it's maybe about love, maybe it's art, maybe it's passion. The sex is something beyond the art. The, there is so many things going on in that sequence. Uh, all I can say is it's just a beautiful scene. And the passion both actors have, especially Naomi Watts with the line, I love you, it was just spoken with so much um, believability. Uh, I think it's uh, a fantastic movie, Mulholland Drive. Definitely not for everyone, but if you just play that one love sequence to anyone, they will see something more than just the act of sex which is why i had to put in the top
0: five it's a shame the rest of the film is all all over the place (laughs) (laughs) i love it it's (laughs) lynchy. yeah true look i think um it was a big break for naomi watts but i think uh laura harring Herring. yep no i'm not sure how to pronounce it either (laughs) i think she's more daring and she's more nude and she's more i guess voluptuous she's she seems to be the one instigating it and yeah being the leader of the love scene yeah
1: that's right she's she's definitely got more of that aggression and she bespeaks so much experience like she's taking you somewhere to some place that you've never seen or never been before and that's that's really what the film does i don't think you should ever dissect a david lynch film intellectually you should just go with it emotionally sort of like a ride just take me beyond the um the rational you
0: know what i mean for sure I I anticipate a lot of hate for our next two choices, Lloyd. Um, For my next one, the film is Fair Game. (laughs) Number uh, two,
1: wow.
0: (laughs) Oh, I think it's three. I'm up to three. Oh, three, sorry, yep. We're counting down. It's there for nostalgic reasons. Now, Fair Game, uh, I will preface this by saying I had a poster of Cindy Crawford on my wall. As a Oh a we all did.
1: Who, whoever didn't have a poster of Cindy Crawford on their wall is either very strange, a girl, or they um they're lying.
0: <laughs> well you you had uh Jennifer Lopez. So. I had Jennifer Lopez, yes. Yes. Um but on my wall I had Cindy Crawford for many uh many years. I guess it was many years. I don't know. Everything kind of blurs together. But basically <laughs> there was this um This shot of her, and I'll try and explain it. She's looking back over her shoulder and wearing jeans and no top. So you can't see anything. Uh, She's covered up. She's kind of arms folded facing away from you, but turning her head back over her shoulder. Yeah, that's one of the most iconic. Yeah. yeah. So I had that on my wall for a while. And so when she came out with Fair Game, uh, it was a film I had to see. And um, like I said, nostalgic reasons. The scene is with uh, Cindy Crawford and William Baldwin. And they're on a train and, uh, they've just evaded some bad guys, but there's still one left alive and he's coming after, (laughs) he's coming after them with a gun and this like red sight. Uh, what is it? Laser sight kind of accuracy pointer. I don't know what you call that. Anyway, so they're, um, they're making love on a train and in the train, they're transporting a car. So they're making love on the bonnet of a car and, um. You see sort of his naked butt from behind and the the light sort of tracking in while um, this bad guy sort of finds them. But then you sort of see her and like uh, seeing her topless was like, I guess, a big deal to me. Is that real or was that a body double? Well, here's the thing is that they go from her face and the camera pans down to her breasts.
1: Okay, I can't remember it that well. I just remember in high school we're having a big debate. Oh, I don't think that was a body. Yeah, you don't actually see a nude.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's very, very possible because the lighting does dip in and out. the The train is riddled with holes, and so the the lights coming in the train, which is really unnatural lighting mm. if they were a moving train. But the um the light is scattered circles all over yep. the place. So, um, you know, they could have easily done a body double trick there, but. At the time, I was convinced I'd seen City Court
1: Topless. <laughs> it was like a wild things uh, when we were in high school. You know, I think I was just I just finished primary school when this movie came out, so I was 13 when uh fair game came out and yeah that was like the big thing oh my gosh Cindy Crawford's in an action movie and you see a nude you know that was like the movie to rent during movie nights uh, or sleepovers and things like that and uh wild things as well yeah
0: (laughs) yeah and the other one I remember which was big for whatever reason was Excess Baggage with Alicia Silverstone oh yeah yeah she
1: doesn't be a nude in that does she
0: I don't think so, no. but they're handcuffed together and yeah, I think that, yeah. that had the promise of some nudity. Or oh,
1: to... the 90s, how I miss them.
0: <laughs> yeah, so nostalgic reasons. But the other thing is that the guy who's uh, going to try and kill them, the henchman in Fair Game... He sees them having sex, and so he lets his finger off the trigger, <laughs> like he thinks, "Oh no, I won't shoot them. I'm going to watch this." The bro code, man. <laughs> there's there's a voyeuristic He's going, oh, I, element. I better
1: let him finish. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they don't finish. This is the other one where they're interrupted by this guy because he thinks to himself, "I guess I should shoot them. I'm a villain." Yeah. And so he finger back on the trigger. He goes to point and shoot, and she looks up and grabs the gun from i guess his pants or belt or somewhere nearby and uh she shoots him and then he would have been turning you know uh, mid-sex just kind of turning and um you know being startled by this whole thing (laughs) so look fair Game's not a great film (laughs) i'm just gonna say that off the bat for whatever reason i thought this needed to be on the list has that nostalgia
1: yeah well mine was uh, yeah, the Heather Graham one I guess
0: <laughs> oh boy I don't know um, guys just a heads up if you wanna we're gonna do like a were we right what did we miss um, on our Facebook page it's facebook.com slash pod me if you can so if you're listening to this you can find that there and you can vent yeah. all your fair game hate <laughs> and lloyd's next film which is showgirls
1: now the big bad second one is one of the is one we've actually covered in great length in a podcast but i couldn't have a list without one of the best sex scenes in showgirls without a doubt the incredibly talented director paul verhoven makes one of the most controversial movies of the 90s some say it's pure cheese some say it's a masterpiece now there are three specific sex scenes in the movie one involving a rape that really showcases the animalistic brutality of men another and that's not your favorite right? no, no, my gosh no way another <laughs> involving a really wild and extreme lap dance but for me the key sex scene is the pool scene where Elizabeth Berkley mounts Kyle McLaughlin and has sex with him in the pool the way she thrusts her body makes the water splash around her I think the scene exhibits eroticism and brings movies to the limit of softcore pornography uh, I, I think Elizabeth Berkley I know we talked about this in length I, I, I I actually think she did a great job she was physically thrown in all directions um in this movie and uh yeah i don't know the sex scene to me just brings movies to a new limit and uh, i don't know it was just pure eroticism really
0: (laughs) i um obviously i've watched this recently where we've done a podcast about showgirls i think it was a request podcast as well yep we take requests at our facebook page too guys um elizabeth berkeley and carl mclaughlin showgirls was a huge film for lots of reasons and it's one of those cheesy films that people you know will Either put love on. or hate yeah love or hate sure now with this sex scene Lloyd she gets naked gets in the pool he gets naked gets in the pool then they pour um, champagne on her breasts yep. and he's, he's having champagne off of her body and look up until this point I'm with you <laughs> right it's, it's a nice enough scene you know to this point it's when the actual sex starts and she starts, throws herself back and flails like a fish. Yeah,
1: and it becomes like a water machine, like thrust you know, like a... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that,
0: that's sort of where a it loses wave machine, me. A machine, sorry, yeah. I can yeah. appreciate how you're a, you're a fan of Showgirls, not to dismiss your choice. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. But half of that sex scene I think is great. Half is two. The, miles, yeah. I don't, I'm not. I'm not sure what the what the direction would have been. <laughs> You're thrust around, around more. <laughs> we just kind of she throws her body back, and it's just I don't know. <laughs> I'll um I'll throw to my next one, so we yep. can move past these two. I think the most controversial choices on the list probably are fair game and showgirl. <laughs> but uh, my second one, I've chosen original sin. Now the film stars uh, Angelina angeline and antonio banderas and there's this like uh you know who is she really identity crisis going on in the film and this one came out at the cinema as well and and was like praised for sort of a, its uh passionate scenes between the two um you watch this sex scene it's right after they get married antonio banderas and angeline Jolie's characters get married and uh there's this ridiculous sex scene where it's so passionate that you would swear that the actors were together in real life um this is the point where Antonio Banderas is still a sex symbol Angelina Jolie is like on top of the world sex symbol and it's sort of crazy that they're sort of together in this movie and there's this point in the sex scene where you think that would be it but then there's this whole second part to the sex scene where they've got these high camera angles so you can sort of see more um Angelina Jolie is topless uh this is like they do a whole mix of different shots it's sort of almost an intercut montage with their wedding an actual first kiss at the wedding and stuff um but then the way they sort of they've contorted their bodies and it looks like there's this overlap of like their arms and legs and limbs and so forth and and afterwards they're still like there's this constant touching thing going on where they're just lying in a heap you you get no sense of time um as to how long the sex scene went on for you know whether they were mm-hmm. having sex for days or hours or 10 minutes you know it's sort of this intercut of shots and this i guess the contortion and stuff you know is what sort of stuck with me um plus it's Angelina Jolie and like at some point in time everybody's thought she was beautiful whether you do any more or not
1: she was in like the top 3 most beautiful women for like i don't know 5 6 years i remember during that period of the late 90s and to mid 2000s so yeah this film was banking really on that that era
0: and i mean people who don't remember her in this film may remember her dressed as tomb raider you know lara oh, croft yep, yep and i mean you know this is this whole podcast right now this episode it's two guys talking about like beautiful girls and sex scenes and stuff so this is not going to be for everybody <laughs> I can't imagine too many Well I did have Mulholland Drive on the list (laughs) It's true and Wild Things has got a couple of mentions (laughs) Yeah but let's see what the most memorable sex scenes are for Lloyd and myself. Uh, Lloyd, you've got Terminator. For Please me, explain.
1: Yeah, for me, Terminator 1, for me, without a doubt, the best sex scene in any movie I have ever seen is Terminator 1. There's Sonic about the build-up to it as well. Lines like, I came back through time for you, Sarah. You know, spoken by Michael Bean and his acting. But the love scene seems to be all about passion and love, and there's Sonic there that evokes the sense that these two are the saviors of humanity especially the close-up of the hands holding onto each other it's hope it's passion it's love and the music oh my gosh it's incredible like uh, i i didn't notice it too much when i was a kid like i watched terminator 1 when i was very young um you know but uh, as i grow older that scene means more and more to me and i appreciate it a lot more and i i think it really showcases not the not exploiting nudity or the fact that you're having a sex scene so you can put it in the trailers so you can put it on the front cover or whatever It's really has to do with the story these two have to make love to make John... Connor, you know, it's all about the future, it's all those things. There are so many things beyond there just than just the act of two physical bodies touching. It's 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 about love and the saviour of humanity and all the rest of it. Maybe even an Adam and Eve theme going on there as well, but it's just magical, pure
0: magic. I enjoy the backstory of it. I think um I think there's an element of this has already happened, you know, yeah. because they're in the past you know um there's an element of fate and destiny and no choice about it you know um that you know it's destined to occur and like obviously she being the savior you know the mother of the revolution or whatever they call it yeah there's this sort of you know um i don't know the destiny i think is the best way to put it But that that Terminator-themed love song is fascinating, isn't it? Oh, I loved (laughs) it. It's one of my favourite themes
1: in all of movies. And I think a movie does it great when it warps a theme to suit the... Like, you still hear the theme, and it's that gentle piano version of it. I think that plays in the love sequence. But I I, I think it's used used incredibly in this film.
0: Excellent. (laughs) Lloyd's top pick. There you go. Um... For me, and something I've realised compiling this list, besides Fair Game, which probably strictly to do with my adolescence, besides that, the ones I've chosen, there's an authenticity to them. That it feels like it's not a movie anymore. You feel like you're watching uh, not, not even two actors, you know, performing this scene. Uh, that they become the characters that they, um, you know, it goes beyond... I think, um, simple performance. Um, my top film is Meet Joe Black. And the reason I've chosen it, every time it comes on television too, I feel I have to watch it. It's just become this like, um, how shall I put it? I don't know. This, it's just fascinating little film for me because I, I find it strange that it, it's very Hollywood in a way. And uh, I find it strange that it wasn't more successful, you know? Um, but Brad Pitt, and Claire Forlani are in the sex scene. And, again, I've mentioned it on the podcast before, I'm always amazed Claire Forlani wasn't a bigger star, you know? Yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, look, this is this is a beautiful actress. And <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking, like, we've got to, at some stage, tackle something she's been in, just um, whether it be on the YouTube one or, um, or on the podcast here. But, look, the scene in the film Meet Joe Black... Brad Pitt plays Joe Black, the title character, and he is, um, the devil, basically. Anthony Hopkins is due to die, but they make an agreement that, um, he can stay on Earth as long as, sort of, Joe, um, Brad Pitt's character, the devil, gets to, sort of, experience what life is like, you know, he wants to, um, see what he's missing out on, and he takes the body of, um, Brad Pitt's original character, who dies. And um, he starts following around um, Anthony Hopkins and sort of uh, seeing what life is like for this very rich man. And um, Claire Fulani plays his daughter who had a bit of a moment with Brad Pitt's original character Before the Devil inhabits his body. And so they're seen together. It's this build-up where she's totally fallen for this guy who's shown her two different sides. He's been two different people because he's the devil now kind of thing. But the devil has this innocence to him where he's just kind of fascinated by things like peanut butter and... Um, I
1: don't think he's the devil. I actually think he's death.
0: Death? That's possible. Yeah. Yeah, the devil is not the word I meant to use there. No, you're right. Death. you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, death. <laughs> well, he's, um, his whole job is obviously... That's probably a better way to put it. He, uh, His whole job is death. Yeah. And so he hasn't really ever... Lived, yeah. you know, or experienced life. And so this scene culminates uh, their relationship with this sex scene, which is basically the act of creating life. It is um, the act of love. And because he's never had sex before and, you know, never inhabited a human body before, he's feeling everything for the first time. A lot of the sex scene takes place in tight close up shots of Claire Forlani and Brad Pitt's faces yeah um and at the same time though there's like there's this innocence and authenticity to it that um i just sort of i think pops pops out of the screen basically um he he basically is a huge star at this point and this is probably a bunch of people's favorite brad pitt film um there's there's something about it, and I can't put my finger on what it is. But at the end of it, Claire Forlani says, you know, it feels like making love for the first time, you know? Yeah. With him sort of thing. And I think for her it feels that way as well. Um, it's just this kind of newness and this, I don't know, this... It's all in the faces, really. Yeah. It's, like I said, Because you don't beyond. see any nudity of um, Claire Floriani for lani no no yeah um no you don't you don't get any nudity it's sort of more what's happening just off screen yeah it these these sequences as well some of them are going to be like atonement um was it's it's you putting your own imagination to work for some of this and and sometimes it's like you know it's it's a reactive thing like like i said you see her foot in atonement lift out of the shoe you know you see The furrows of the eyebrows and the face, and you have to kind of fill in the blanks as to what's happening. And I think, you know, both these actors top of their game at this point, and just a fantastic sort of sequence.
1: Uh, I only, my only issue with the movie was its length and uh, Brad Pitt's death at the very beginning. I, I didn't think it needed to be that goofy. Like, it just took me out of the movie. It was so comedic, um, the way he died being hit by the cars. But other than yeah. that, it was a well-paced, um, really interesting concept of death coming back and being shown what life is. And I like what you said, how um, they're making love and he's, like, creating life sort of thing when all yeah. his life has been, you know, for all eternity dead. That's, that's pretty interesting.
0: And just a quick spoiler at the end, when death does take Anthony Hopkins' character Brad Pitt the original character he was playing is returned to her you know so she can have this sort of uh, almost consolation prize but, but she gets to be with the love of her life but she loses her father kind of thing yeah. and yeah it was a really interesting film uh, that that death of his became you know a very popular gif at the time yeah
1: gif. yeah. it just didn't need to be like that you know in a, especially a movie with that tone you know just Cut it shorter. Have it off
0: screen. (laughs) I understand. But this podcast is about best sex scenes. (laughs) So just to recap, guys, we went through, we had Killing Me Softly. We had Sex and Lucia. Lucia. Uh, We had Crash, Atonement, Mulholland Drive, Fair Game, Showgirls, Original Sin, Terminator, and Meet Joe Black. And now is your chance to throw it back in our faces. We look forward to hearing your responses at our Facebook page, or you can tweet at us um you can find all the links to facebook and twitter and everything at www.podmeifyoucan.com, dot com and uh as always we um we look forward to hearing from you i think um this list obviously is based on our own experiences right lloyd
1: yeah that's right um i uh, just like the best deaths podcast which is definitely a podcast you guys should listen to um it, it's one uh, what affected us from the movies we saw it isn't a case of us researching all the top sex scenes and then watching all that we we want it to be more um a subjective sort of a list
0: Yeah, definitely. And Best best Deaths, Best Sex Scenes. If you can think of another best that we should do. I
1: love them. I want to keep doing these.
0: (laughs) Yeah, something a bit different from our regular stuff, which is uh, tackling one film per podcast or that sort of thing. We did another really fun one, Lloyd, I enjoyed, which was um, if all the aliens from all the different alien movies landed on Earth all at once, who would conquer yeah that win. was really cool <laughs> and yeah that was a really fun one the aliens i think it's called aliens attack podcast yeah i'm pretty sure f- that's it you guys can find that one as well look as always good talking to you lloyd this um this has been a, a bit of a different one bit of a special episode so hopefully uh we can hear back from you guys and you can tell us what your favorite sex scenes were and what we might have missed
1: can't wait to hear your opinion guys all the best